All right. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning Tech Talks, where we are exploring the landscape of learning technology while cutting through the fluff to answer the questions you need answered to make the right decision when building your digital learning ecosystem. So today, and I'm going to try and get the names right again. I know we just talked about this, but I'm joined by Stefan Pinu and Peter Olierchuk. I think I got it from Training Orchestra. Good morning. And we're talking about improving operational efficiency of instructor led training. So excited to talk about this. We've had a good chance to get started and uh, just prime the pump a little bit before we got here. But before we do, before we get into that, the question that, that you've been preparing and I don't have the answer to yet that I'm very much looking forward to is what is something outside of work? That is occupying your time, or that you've been that you've been doing recently. So let's start with you, Stefan. What's what's yours? Yeah, it's only two two years and a half. And thanks uh, thanks a lot, Christopher, for the invitation today. Yeah. It's only two years and a half that uh, I'm here in Florida. Uh, so you know, I really enjoy to 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 discover. You know, the nature is very strong here. You know, alligators, sharks, everything is it's very impressive. I didn't have that in Paris. I can I can absolutely confirm. You know, the biggest animal I had there is was maybe what uh, a, a rabbit. It was the biggest <laughs> that you have in France. You know, so here. Uh, it's it's very interesting. So I really enjoy uh, discovering every morning when I wake up too. I'm so happy to see palm trees and you know, so really great great place to be. And I enjoy being here. Okay. Any any animals crept into your your personal space as of yet? Any of these alligators or any of the big animals? <laughs> Uh, yes, um, you know, uh, there were uh, uh, manatees in the canal recently, uh, very big manatees. Uh, so, yes, I, I don't know if my cat enjoyed or not that, but, but there is this wildlife that okay. I really like. Okay, your cat didn't go missing or anything like that. No, 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 no. I know that Peter would do sausages with all those animals, but. Uh... <laughs> okay. All right. How about you, Peter? What's what's occupying your time outside of work? Well, in, in addition to making sausage, um, you know, the new thing I was doing. So going back many, many, many years ago before children, um, I'd, I'd always wanted to play the guitar. I played the piano and a clarinet when I was younger, but I wanted to play the guitar. So I bought a guitar a long time ago and, and I took lessons and I, I, I played a little bit. But then now for since, you know, once our kids were born, for some reason, I just stopped playing. So my acoustic guitar just sat on the side and got dirty and grimy. My electric guitar did the same. And then I just got inspired over the holidays. Um, and so took them out, cleaned them all up, and just started playing again. And it's okay. trying to get the calluses back on my fingers, trying to stretch so I can play bar chords again. Um, but it's been exciting. It's been like a lot of fun to do that. And okay. I kind of wish I'd never stopped many years ago. So that's okay. my latest little thing. All right. So, and are you, you are you, what's that? That we don't ask you to play. We don't ask you to play. No, Christopher yeah, is not the rest of the show. Is, that's yeah, the rest yeah. of the show. I forgot to tell you on the on the green room that now you're going to be asked to serenade. Okay, us I'm going. For... I'm leaving. <laughs> Steven's out. <laughs> Steven's out. Um, yeah. Well. So, and for those of you watching, I'd love to hear. You know what? What are you up to now? What's something you're doing outside of work? So, comment in. You know, like, share, sh share the show. Uh, get this out to the network. Um, yeah. For me, right? I have five kids, eight and under. That's that's pretty much whatever I do outside of work. But recently, my wife and I actually started. We're shiplapping the ceiling in our kitchen and dining room. So hmm. if, if you don't know what that is, Google shiplap. Um, pretty cool. Looks nice. Uh, honestly, it was a lot easier than patching the drywall where we filled in <laughs> filled in the ceiling. You're just able to go right over the top. So 
All that said, completely unrelated to learning tech. Now, right, four minutes in, we can transition into the real good stuff. And uh, improving the operational efficiency of instructor-led. And I think one of the important things that we talked about before we went live, but it's an important discussion to have, is when we talk about instructor-led, what, what we mean by that. And so I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Stefan, to just kind of reiterate what you'd shared with me about why, why so much passion and why so much energy about instructor-led. Yes, so that's that's a very important question because the instructor led is still here, you know, and it's growing again. So maybe just to define what we put behind instructor led training or ILT, um, you know, it's when there is a facilitator. Um, and and what is great with it could be live, it could be face to face, or it could be remote. But you can interact with the instructor and uh, or, or the facilitator. Uh, this facilitator will guide you, will help you, because what is important is to improve your skills. That's why the return on investment of uh, instructor-led training, uh, be it classroom or in a virtual classroom, is 2.5 times higher than a return on investment uh, than than uh, an e-learning uh, course. E-learning is great, you know, but it's more engaging when you have an instructor. And that's what we call instructor-led training, still 70% of the training investment you know if you if you do a comparison you know on the earth you have 70 percent of water when you see from space and only 30 percent of you know land uh, that's the same so we say it's the the, the blue earth uh, when we see from far that's exactly the same for for uh, instructor-led training 70 percent of instructor-led training and growing yeah, and and that's one of the questions I followed up with was, you know, a trend you're seeing is, are you seeing, because there are some circles where, oh, instructor-led's going away and it's disappearing, and that's not the trend that you're seeing right now. If anything, what you said is you're actually seeing it start to kind of gain some momentum back. Is that accurate? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, as a trend, we see uh, uh, that for two years, uh, so according to, to Brandon Hall or Burson, it's growing again. So instructor-led training uh, uh, is growing again. And we see that uh, uh, ILT is very dominant in um, uh, uh, a tech company like Google, Facebook. They do something like 90, 95% of instructor-led training. And for new generation, uh, just arriving in the company, they, they, they ask for more instructor-led training because they want to ask questions. They want to interact. They want maybe to, to disagree, but that's the way we learn. It's not something like linear, you know, it's something where we can really interact. And, you know, we, we all remember our teacher when we were young, you know, uh, you don't have the same interaction, you know, with a computer than the teacher. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's working very well. And yes, the trend is growing. And we're a very U.S. Uh, uh, and North American focus when, when we okay. give those figures. Because in Europe, um, it's more than 95%. In China, it's more than 98%. Russia, it's a big country too. It's more than 99%. So I, instructor-led training is still very dominant. Okay. Okay. Well, and I think what we had talked about, and this is where, you know, sometimes it's a hot button topic, right? You get your digital people, you get your, your instructor led people, and it, it creates a little bit of tension between the two where really it's not so much a, and, and Peter, this is what we were talking about is the fact it's, it's not a this or that it's a this and that, and it's about finding that right balance of, of facilitating 
right? Where there is that dynamic nature, that synchronous nature of collaboration and interaction to drive things forward while blending it, you know, with, with other things. And, you know, Pierre, I think it was great. Your, your story about the fact yeah. that this isn't, this isn't new stuff, right? No, it's just exactly as back in college days, you know, you had the syllabus that told you what, what, chapters in the textbook to read and then you went into the lecture so you'd have all the you know the understanding of the, the materials and then you finish it up with your reinforcement afterwards with studying for your exam so it's the whole blended learning approach where you get the best of both worlds and now it's just done electronically instead of a textbook yeah yeah well so let's talk about the because we're introducing a new acronym right we're introducing the trms which is now another acronym to add to the ever-growing list of acronyms to, to uh, learning and development. So can you define what a TRMS is for, for me and for everyone else? And then also just really what is the main focus? What problem is it set out to solve for the learning industry? Yes, so that, that that's a very important question. So what we put behind TRMS is a training resource management system. So a system designed to manage training resources. Uh, so when we talk about training resources, we talk about the, the, the instructors, the rooms, any equipment or material that you would need to organize uh, the, the, the classes, the, the session. And the mission of a training resource management system is to make the most of your resource optimize the way you use the resource you know what's the resource use your instructors you know do you uh, do, do do they uh, uh, do you use them 95% of their time or 60% of, of their time and when you go to 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 a corporate usually they say oh, what a minute what a minute let me show you with my excel spreadsheet uh, 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 what's the result and they will it will take one hour to to have three information you know and so it's it's not fully optimized. So what we see is usually the client will have the best learning management system. Um, and we can name Saba, Workday Learning, uh, uh, some total system, Docebo. So they, they will have the best learning management system. And sometimes the best learning engagement platform that is sit on top of, of the, the LMS, but they will manage even if they have invested so much money in, in, in those great technology, they will manage manually in Excel spreadsheet and Outlook 70% of their training investment. So you have 30% managed with the best technology in the world and 70% managed manually uh, and it's not optimized. And when you have a very good instructor, it's important to make the most of this strategic resource. Um, so, because that's also a way to reduce the cost of instructor-led training. So, what we put behind training resource management system is everything that you're doing today manually in Excel spreadsheet and Outlook, like scheduling the session, managing the trainers, tracking the cost, all those resource managements. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. The, 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 the thing you mentioned there that I think is... I laugh about it because it's true because I've, I've run these teams before is you're right, right? We invest a lot in optimizing technology for kind of the front end of things. And we don't always in, make those same investments on the back end or the analogy I've, I've talked to some other back end products. We, we call it the plumbing in your house, right? It's the things that you don't necessarily see, but they're critical to the operations of your organization. And we don't necessarily put the same care into that 
and we, we use Excel spreadsheets or we use, you know, paper calendars to keep track of, of where things are. Um, and that, if, I, if I'm summarizing it correctly, that's really where the TRMS comes into play in terms of managing those resources and organizing that, correct? Absolutely. You know, it's, a, it's, it's really a scheduling system. Um, so so, so the, really the mission is to schedule the session, um, uh, uh, optimize the way you use the resource. So, so who's the best available trainer in Miami who speaks Spanish and who can train on this specific subject? And so it's finding the best available resource. Um, also, um, uh, trying to, to avoid them to travel too much. You know, it can be also optimized uh, because if you want the, the best learner experience, even in ILT, you need to have uh, the instructor, you know, available to, to support, to help. You know, if he's traveling all the time, he will be very tired. He's not going to be as good. So it's everything that you can do to optimize the way you use your resource, track your budget, because it's very costly to organize a, 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 a instructor-led training. So it's also to, to optimize uh, the, your training investment. So it's all those backend capabilities. So usually when we represent uh, um, the, 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 the learning stack, we see on the top, on, on the front end, the learner engagement platform, and you have five uh, learner engagement platform. Uh, in the middle, uh, you have the learning management system, uh, and you have 750 learning management system, and we sit on the backend meaning that Training Orchestra connects only uh, the, the scheduler, the, the, the team in charge of optimizing the resource, the instructors. So uh, it's a back office system. We do not connect the learner uh, and we complement each other. That's the really the three main component. So five learning experience platforms, 750 LMS and one Training Orchestra. Um, we don't have any competition, you know. Because you know it's not uh, considered right now, as a, right? You just you just went live and told everybody you don't have competition. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, welcome. Uh, welcome. Now they're coming know, for yeah. you. <laughs> no, no, it's it's great. And and we had this discussion, you know, with the the learning engagement platform. You know, when Degreed was the only learning engagement platform, it was great. They always have to explain what is a learning engagement platform. No, they have more competitor, of course, but those competitors educate the market. And so it's a different story. So we will welcome any competition. Um, we don't have from now, but, you know, we will welcome any competition and they will they will uh, educate the market and that it will be great for us. We, we think that we will benefit uh, from that. Okay. So here on this, you, you mentioned something that brings up a question that that Alexander kind of he mentioned in the chat, and I'm going to ask it in a little bit of a different way, because what you talked about was right optimizing the use of of your best resources to make the most of instructor led training when you do it. And I think that's an important thing because it's not about it shouldn't exist or it's not there. This is my take on it. It's not that it shouldn't exist. It's more so we should be using it to the best of our capability and using it when it makes the most sense and using it you know, as efficiently as possible. Does, does the system have a way to manage or track? You, know, you talked about make sure you're using the right resources in the right places. Does it have a way to track some of that you know, effectiveness measurement of like who these resources are, who are we using the most so that you can start to get a better picture? Because I do think with instructor-led, one of the challenges is measuring effectiveness of it because it's not as digital where we're capturing as much data on 
well, what, what worked, what didn't. So I'm curious, how does training orchestra or does it help with that challenge? Yeah, that's 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 very important, you know, because choosing the the best uh, instructor is not an easy thing. Let's say that we have two two very different situations. The, the first situation is, uh, I would say, when an organization has full time permanent instructors, you know, and. Uh, they, they can be very precise on their skills, uh, their ability to train on some subject, if they have some certification, the, long, the language they speak, where they are based, you know, and all the, those criteria have to be taken into consideration uh, to, uh, uh, um, you know, find the best available resource. Because uh, clearly, if it's happening in Florida, maybe you need someone who, who speak who speaks Spanish. You know, it would make yeah. sense. You know, we speak Spanish, so, so it's part of the criteria. If it's if it's happening in New York, maybe maybe we don't need the exact same skills. So that that's important when you choose. Okay. So you have those with full time permanent instructor, and on the other end, uh, you have companies with a lot of subject matter experts. We have this great use case with a, uh, one of the largest consulting firm. Uh, just in the U.S., they have more than fifteen thousand instructors, wow. and those instructor. You know, our subject matter expert, they have another job. You know, they are consultants. And uh, uh, when they want to know uh, uh, if they are available, if uh, they can train on a specific subject, uh, what they can do, what's the, the exact level of expertise that they have, okay? okay? You can be proficient on tax, but you can train what? Junior experts, what is your level exactly? Well, they give a call. You know, they send an email and you can imagine when you have 15,000 instructor that it's going to be pretty complex to maintain the database. Uh, they have a turnover of more than of more than 20 percent. Know who can do what or who has the motivation to do what. Know what are the skills, who speak which language, who, what is the level exactly. So all this interaction can be organized. We call that the the instructor engagement platform, so you can better engage your instructor, uh, and that's that's part of what we do too. Okay, so do you, the, go ahead, Peter. Yeah, let's say one of the key things here, in addition to what Stefan's talking about, all of that, you know, we retain all of that data. So instead of working on Excel spreadsheets where you're managing your instructors and you've got these spreadsheets all over the place, we have all the data consolidated, which allows you to then go ahead and evaluate those instructors. You know, and talking about permanent full-time instructors, what are their utilization rates? And talking with companies that have large pools of instructors that we're seeing that their utilization rates around you know, 55, 65% seems to be a consensus we're hearing. Uh, and we have clients that are specifically using training orchestra to have visibility because that history is there through our reporting service system. And then you have visibility over that and then you can improve utilization rates to push them upwards to targets of you know, 80, 85%, which is a significant savings when you're talking about you know those resources, which are you know, can be quite costly. Okay. So is anybody, because on that, because that is a challenge, I, I think it's a challenge, honestly, bigger than just instructors to some degree, because knowing where, as you said, subject matter experts may be in terms of who knows what, what language are they in, things like, is anybody, do you have any customers that are using it maybe outside the box of just instructor-led training just for managing some of those L&D resources to know who the town is? And I, and I only ask because just as my wheels are turning here. I'm even just thinking some of the use cases of potentially even organizing some of the L&D talent you may have, you know, who has this skill in this, who can we pull into this project, who might we be able to get to develop this or that, because I, I can tell you that's a real challenge sometimes in terms of just finding those people and a lot of waste goes into doing that. 
Is anybody doing that now? Yes, absolutely. You know, so so finding the the best available resource and managing, you know, the repository of those resources is something that is very important, considering that they can have some other activities too. Uh, Even a full-time permanent instructor uh, uh, can, you know, spend time to design courses or collect needs. So maybe they are not available for another reason. And so we have to manage all the activities uh, of of uh, uh, the, the instructor. It's a very rare and strategic resource. Um, okay. And you know, if you want really the, the learner to learn, uh, you, you have to find really the best resource. The best resource can be uh, 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 an internal resource, but it could be also an external resource. So managing also a list of external instructor, of course, it's more costly. And that's also why we track the cost, the budget, training investment, you know, because you have to do part of the choice is, okay, maybe the best solution would be to have this amazing consultant joining us, but the cost is five times higher. So we can take that also into consideration. Does it worth it or not? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So it's a, 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 you know, there are multiple criteria uh, that can help choosing the best, the best resource. Okay. So like in that example that you just gave, which it's a it's a valid use case, right? Where sometimes we're making decisions based on who we can find or who we may be most familiar with instead of, hey, let's look at the data to see who is the best resource for the job, the most cost effective based on what we're trying to do so that you can use your money more effectively versus just going off of what you may know. Yeah, yeah, and most of the time, you know, um, the, the 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 corporate will have internally the, the the best resource, you know, because you you don't have to brief an external consultant about what you do, what's so specific uh, 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 with your industry. You have someone internally that have the skills to do that, you know, and who is. Uh, 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 up to speed, you know, already knows the culture and everything about your company, but you have not detected that. So the system is also here to help you find, detect. That's why we we call that also an instructor engagement platform, how to better engage the instructor, how to detect the instructor, how to invite them to maintain the skills that they have to to train um, is, is an important part. Okay. So with that, then organizations who are using this, because if, if you're, I don't know, a medium or large, maybe even small, you're probably tackling this where not all of your stuff is being done by internal resources. You are, you are pulling, so you can blend external and internal resources into the system so that you know, and have all those in one place versus having to keep your you know, black book of, of external resources. And then your internal Excel spreadsheet of internal resources, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's correct. And you can interact in real time with both internal and external resources. So, okay. so yes, yes, absolutely. And you were mentioning something important about small or big, you know. So Jamaica Public Services, they have 300 employees. Okay. Of course, we have some clients with one, two, three million user uh, uh, learner, I should say, because we connect the back office. You know, we right. do not connect the, the learner, but uh, uh, um, and uh, it it works well for a very large organization, and and you know we need to scale and really optimize. Uh, uh, track the relation that they have with all the subject matter experts, but also when you have a small organization, think about it, those instructors, 
they are all on the road all the time. How do you communicate with them? You give them a call, you send them email, they train all day long now, you know, you can interact in real time with them, you know, thanks to a portal, it's dedicated, they will see everything that they need and you can really interact in real time uh, with them. It's far more better than giving call. It's always great, you know, but it's not okay. efficient, even for a small organization. So th there's a there's communication channels through the platform then as well in terms of how everybody can interact. Yes. Yep. Okay. Pete, yes, you want to? Yeah, go for it, Peter. If you had to add more to that. Oh no no! I was, I was just saying yes. I mean you know through whether it be through the through the portal or through you know, the traditional you know, email and okay. uh, you know that type of yeah. Okay, because I mean it takes me back. It, I won't tell you how long, but a long time ago to the days of I I used to be a software trainer. And I used to travel around and I would implement big things. And I, there was a team of trainers and it was an operational nightmare, keeping track of who was where, when were they there? You know, were they available? Were they not? What client are we working with? And you know, <laughs> do we have the right trainer who's going to be able to deal with this person? Things like that. And it was in the days of Excel spreadsheets and pieces of paper still haunt me <laughs> yeah yeah and and it was it was it was you know do you know uh, um, what have been the first software developed by bill gates do you know it's no. it's a scheduling system you know okay. he, he was still a kid you know and his uh, his school came to us and we say well we have all those teachers all those rooms and Want a teacher to do two hours, then stop three hours, then do one hours, then stop three hours. You know, it has to be optimized. It's um, you know making the most of the best resources. You know, and it has been the first software that has been developed by Bill Gates. So it's it's not an issue that we just have today. It's it's here uh, for a long time, and uh, you know it was interesting to, to to see that it has been the first product of of Bill Gates. Okay. So, so even him is very familiar with the subject. Okay. So going back to the client base then, the people who, you know, you mentioned, right, different sizes of organizations, but this isn't just, your target market isn't necessarily just big, I think, you know, training shops, right, where they've got massive organizations, where they've got tons of people and they're they're doing that. You are, It's also for maybe a smaller organization that has these resources that they're trying to make the most of because maybe they don't have big budgets and big headcount to be managing all of that stuff. Is that accurate? Uh, absolutely. You know, big or small, you know, that that's, that's the same issue, uh, you know, making the most, you know, tracking your budget. Uh, and at a point of time, to be transparent, you can always do it with an Excel spreadsheet. You know, let's say that you have two, three trainers, four trainers, you organize, what, 200, 250 classes per year. Uh, you know, it means it means five per week. Uh, you can always do do that with Excel spreadsheet, but if your instructors start to travel a lot and it's it's it, or, or, or you know when you're growing, it becomes more and more difficult and it creates silo, you know, uh, and uh, uh, it's not optimized. Um, and uh, you never know in real time what's happening. Maybe someone is calling sick, you know, so he says that in the instructor portal, you you know it and you can book someone else, you know, instead of, you know, lo losing, losing a lot of time. So yes, it, it could be for, for any kind of, of company. Acceptable when you're very small, but the, the bigger you were, the more complex it is.
Okay. It, and, and it's not and it's not just the size, but it's also the different, you know, whether it be an L&D department or a, a client that's training their their clients, dealers and distributors, company training their clients, dealers and distributors, an extended enterprise or an association. And we have an association client that, that joined us recently and they were very excited um, to start using training orchestra to get some control over their training operation. And when they described their how they managed their training in the old way it was a whiteboard post-it notes and a box of tissues <laughs> so you know it caused a lot of stress and a lot of tears so yeah well and honestly i think I, i've got a lot of friends outside of l d and i would say a lot of under other industries or a lot of other fields would not even blink at the resource management is an important thing to focus on. I think other other places would say, well, of course it is. And they spend a lot of time and invest a lot into optimizing those res resources. And I don't think we've necessarily always thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, going back to the day, I guess, is thinking about that utilization piece was a question I was asked all the time when I was trying to justify resources or saying, hey, you know, we have a surge, we're going to have this many new clients and we're going to need. And it was always a question of, well, how are you utilizing the resources you are now? Are they this much optimized? Are we having this many people available? And it was difficult. I had to pull my whiteboard and spreadsheet together to try and tabulate it. And it was a lot of my time spent figuring that out. So where were you? Where were you 10, 15 years ago, guys? <laughs> So I, that, that, that's a, that's that's you know what uh, uh, Christopher M most of the time uh, we see the, the people asking uh, for 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 this question they see your product they laugh and they say how come we don't know you so so that that's the, the education of the market has been done by the LMS um, and yeah. the the uh, what has been said till now is that uh, instructor led training is not anymore you know there is not any more instructor light training uh, it doesn't work well they give it a little bit of caricature of uh, you know a boring powerpoint and someone eight hours eight hours in front of a boring powerpoint you have boring instructor light training boring e-learning uh, uh, courses yeah. you have boring everything you know and so it's not being boring is not, you know, linked to instructor-led training. It's uh, it can be uh, learning can be boring sometimes, you know. But if it's if it's if it's a, a bad job, so you know, market has been educated by marketing people from learning management system, and so the reality is a little bit different. You know, e-learning is very important. It works well. Uh, uh, but instructor led training is still here and working far more better, according to to uh, a Brandon Old Group. It's uh, uh, the the it's uh, the return on investment is 2.5 time uh, uh, higher with an instructor led training when you invest 100 uh, uh, in e-learning, uh, you get. Uh, 2.5 time higher return on investment with uh, an instructor led training courses. So it's it's a very big impact, you know. So we have to take into consideration uh, the, the reality. Uh, instructor led training is here, and people are interested to to discover what we do. Um, uh, we were only in Europe a few years ago, uh, and now we're growing very fast here in North America. Okay. Well, I will tell you, I always get skeptical when people start throwing out the metrics because I'm like, ah, some of those some of those studies make me nervous. But yeah. um, on that note, right, the reality is it, it's 
it is an important part. And, and that gets yes, back to it is, it regardless is. of the stats or what, you know, what research paper is out there is the fact that it does play an important role. And, and that yes. even yes. as the digital guy, I, I can even say it, it has an important role. And I think, you know, I made a post about this. I don't know. It was a while ago and it got a ton of <laughs> interactions, some very angry, some not, but the, the fact that, what you said earlier is instructor led is it's a tool. It's not good or bad. It's simply a tool, just like e-learning in and of itself is not good or bad. It can be both quite honestly, depending on what you do with it. And so I feel like sometimes the, the effort that goes into arguing about which one's better or which one's superior is why don't we just focus on getting better at all of it. <laughs> and yeah. that's where I see your platform playing a role in that to saying, look, instructor led isn't going away. Let's optimize the efficiency of it so that we can make the most of it. And then use, I think the the term from your website is do more or do more with less or better with, with less. less. It's not necessarily just more with less. You might say, we don't need to do more instructor led training. You might say we need to do the same, but we need to do it better so we have resources to invest in something else that's going to push us forward. Mm -hmm. that, was, exactly that, was, that was a bit of a learning rant. So I apologize <laughs> for that one. But it, it it gets me a little feisty when I start hearing people get into the debate of, you know, this is good. This is bad. It's like there's good and bad. on. Yeah, it's a tool. Now you, you, you yeah. say it. Yeah. I think over overall, both instructor-led, you know, the, the instructional designers and the techniques and all that, that they're putting into both instructor-led content and e-learning content, I think are both making great strides in keeping the learner engaged with every modality. Um, so, we're, so I think we're, we're getting better. We're making we're making learning more fun. Um, so we don't have the, all the boring learning Stefan was talking about a minute ago. So I think we're all everything's going in the right in the right direction. Right. right. So could be the industry can be proud of where they're going. Okay. And we just know on the, yeah, on the ILT side, we have to be more cost effective. Right. Because it is, the reality is from a cost standpoint, it does tend to be more expensive, not tend to, it's more expensive where you've got travel, you're, you're actually dealing mm -hmm. with people. So yeah, the, the efficiency optimization of it is, is crucial. So let, mm -hmm. let me, let me steer this a little bit in a different direction. Cause again, we could, I think we all agree, whether you're an instructor-led or an e-learning designer, nobody is out there saying the right way to do learning is to clockwork orange people's eyes and force <laughs> them through content, period. Like, nobody's saying that. So yeah. we can just put that to rest. Um, but with that, I want to talk about you know making the most of something like this, because if uh, if you've got a bunch of spreadsheets or whiteboards or all this stuff, it's it's very disorganized. And in many cases, you may not even know some of the resources you have out there. So I have to imagine when you're when you're working with somebody on an implementation, there's not a nice clean, hey, we're migrating from this older system to this new system and we have all this information just ready to go in this nice little file and we'll just upload our xls sheet into training orchestra and presto you know we're magically optimized what does that process look like and how do you work with customers to help them figure that out because if they've been doing excel spreadsheets and whiteboards for a long time that's that's not an overnight transformation 
It, it can it can be a little difficult. I think, but fortunately, most of the time they do have some list. They do have okay. some some place where they've put a list together. Uh, yeah, you may have to put more than one list together to you know to import it and get the get the database seeded with that initial data. But it's not a not that daunting a, a project. Uh, okay. I think you know it was yes because they're using Excel, they're going to have a, a a reasonably good idea. Again, maybe maybe several Excel spreadsheets that be put pulled together for all of your classrooms or for all of your instructors or for what this. But generally, it's not it's not that terrible. Okay. And and so what is what is easy too is that um, you know when when uh, you know a company is moving uh, from one LMS to another uh, to take this example of one technology to another you know it can have a certain level of complexity because they, they put some processes in place but uh, remember that today the situation is they have those great LMS but they manage manually instructor led training so they are moving from nothing to uh, a technology that helps. Um, and so it's pretty easy uh, and it can take uh, everything in between one week. We always offer a package where the client is live trained in a week, even for a client with 200, 300,000 employees, you know, wow. it can be deployed in a week. You know, we also have a workshop methodology where it will take more something like two, three months, you know, by the time to sit together, understand the process. How do you consolidate your budget? How do you want to optimize your resource? And uh, so configuring uh, training orchestra uh, the way they want. So um, uh, it's really, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, it, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. We don't, we are not in a situation where they have a technology and they have to move to training orchestra. They, they move from XLS, and as Pete said, you know, they have the data in XLS, so we can, well, let's import everything in training orchestra, and they love it. So it, it's it's pretty simple. What do we need? The list of instructor, list of the room. The, the list of trainer, you know, and then we will optimize everything. So it's not it's not that complex, you know. Okay. It's, it can be really done in a week live, even for a very you're, long. You're on the record, right? One week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're doing it, we're doing it for for some no, very I'm, large I'm, clients, I'm, I'm and we a hard times to find. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and we we always offer. Yeah. It's not it's not uh, probably as contextualized and as when we configure the system, you know, yeah. it's not the best methodology, but think about it. it's a, a small organization uh, or a very short deadline. They really need it. Well, it is what it is. Let's be ready next week. Okay, we we it's not going to be very sophisticated with 25 different roles and no, everybody can see everything. Let's go, okay. you know, but, but, but immediately you, you, um, uh, you, you uh, can make the most of our system and you don't have to invest too much. So, so it's, 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 uh, it's the same product at the end. So it's, it's, uh, okay. uh, it's pretty easy to deploy. So some of it is just that process of, Right. We're, and I guess we're talking about the implementation process is sitting down and mapping out that. What do you what do you have? What are you looking to do? What type of configuration do you need? And then then moving that forward. And I guess one of the important things you brought up, which actually makes sense to me, is to some degree, not to some degree, to a, a big degree, moving from one platform to another is a lot of times more difficult, even even in terms of I've implemented new tech. It, you're right. It's it's easier when there's nothing there because you're starting with a clean slate and you just say, hey, let's build this how we want to build it and we'll put things in the way we need to put them in versus 
well, we need to decrypt the old system, try and map everything over to the way it was over there. Now we're going to try and translate it and move it over. So I guess I can see how it, you almost would be able to move faster than if there was something and you were just moving from training symphony <laughs> to training orchestra. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are there are situations. One of the reasons we have the workshop methodology is, you know, there are clients that they may be using Excel spreadsheets and doing a little bit in their LMS, you know, but they have their ideas, their business processes that they've developed. And, you know, so with, through the workshop methodology, we help them. Um, first of all, we want to understand their processes and what their goals are, and then we will help them configure the system, the training orchestra, to really optimize for them to accomplish their business objectives. And so it's a little bit more involved process, but in the end, they're getting you know, amazing value out of the system, and it's a lot more conf configured, you know, towards their organization. Okay. Okay. So let's. I'd love to just dig a little bit deeper into this because from a from a, and I don't know, Stefan, if one of the slides that you had, just from an experience standpoint, you know, what some of that stuff looks like, um, because I think. For me, having seen so many different things, I can easily visualize, okay, yeah, I get operational efficiency, scheduling, coordinating, things like that, and what that may look like. Is there something that we can just take a look at or talk through about how does that really work in terms of you know, that? And while we're doing it, maybe if there's a use case or Peter, if there's a specific situation that we can talk through or think through of you know, how, do people, how do people really leverage the power of this? Because I have to imagine you could have it and still not get the most out of it. And I think it's important to think about how do you maximize the the investment of what you have. So I, I see it here. Let me let me pull it in and talk me through what we're looking at here. Yeah, it, it, it's a great question because as it's, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an old need, but it's, 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 a, it's a new technology. Um, uh, we, people, you know, like usually to picture what is exactly uh, uh, in training orchestra. So uh, as you can see, and just as a use case, you know, I'd like to, 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 to describe the use case where someone would like to control you know, his investment in real time, would like to make the most of his resource uh, and would also like to uh, track in real time uh, the investment and secure the trading operation. Uh, and let me show you, for example, uh, on this dashboard, the fact that you have an immediate visibility over your budget. As you can see on the right side of the screen, I have invested $1.7 million. Uh, by the end of my fiscal year, I will be at $2.2 million. And I know in advance that I will respect my budget, which is uh, $2.8 million. That's the, the green bar. I can also have some alerts with the session that are in danger. It's very important. The session that is in danger is that we have not yet assigned an instructor. And the okay. session is next week. We really need to do it. Or we try to double book a resource. It's, it's not possible. And we offer a lot of uh, graphical uh, views because we're a scheduling system so the core of the system the core of the system is uh, to give visibility over your planning so you see here for example that employee life cycle i have this session happening from the 15th to the 17th of, of january it's all green because we have assigned some resources while this one ugdpr for corporation is orange because we miss a spanish-speaking trainer you know he must be proficient 
on uh, instructor on uh, this specific subject, but on the top of that, he must speak Spanish. But I can have 200, 500, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 instructor in the organization. So not easy to find the best available resource. So the system will help me to filter. I can see that I have two options. Alexander clearly is not available. He's doing a new course design, you know, because we can also set up the activity. And I will go with Alberto. Oh, give me one second. Alberto works for a training vendor. I would prefer to use someone from my own organization. So let's move this activity you know, um, uh, to, to, to another day. And now I can very easily uh, assign uh, uh, Alexander to this uh, specific uh, session. And what is great is that even if we're a back office system, we try to make the life very easy for, uh, uh, for the user. Uh, you see everything is turning green. Now this is in the agenda of Alexander. And I, I'm, I can retrieve automatically the cost of, uh, um, this uh, uh, session uh, of the sorry of all the resource I have assigned. So very easy, you know. I go in the expenditure and automatically uh, I have cost. So Alexander has a cost per hour, twenty-four dollar, and automatically the system is saying, okay, it's fourteen hour, so it's going to be three hundred forty uh, USD. Maybe the, maybe behind the scene it's uh, it's Canadian dollar or euro, but you know as I want to work in USD, uh, you know I can track in real time my budget, uh, and I don't have anything to do. I just assign the resource, just make the most of of my resource, optimize the resource use, and you know it can be. We give the example before that. Um, it, it could be difficult to uh, 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 secure all the training operation. What if I forget to, to send the invitation to, to uh, uh, an instructor? Oh, so that's, yeah, that, that's why you have the milestones, you know? So the milestones give you uh, 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 visibility over what you have to do. Did we confirm to the instructor? Oh my God, do we let that's red here, you know? And orange, I have to do it. Green, I'm good. So. You can set up the milestone. It's a pilot checklist. Uh, That's what I was going to ask. So, so I'm going to stop you there. So on these milestone pieces, because this is an important part, right? It, it, it brings back all these memories of there's all these steps in the process. And this goes back to, I don't think people always, outside of L&D, definitely, and inside of L&D, sometimes we don't think about it as an operation. And it is an operation. There is a, there's a process we follow. There are milestones. There are dependencies. So with those milestones there, that's something that is configurable so that you can say, hey, this is how we operate, or is that is that pre-configured? So, so boss, you, you have a library of pre-configured milestones yeah. because we know that most of our clients will send calendar invitation to instructors. So it's great to, you know, batch send uh, uh, 1,000 invitation and everything is turning green. You know, that's what's happening in, in training orchestra. So you have some standard milestones, but if you want to configure your own milestone, you just click on new uh, here and you can basically create everything, including a new milestones. So we have clients, for example, they will have to fuel an helicopter, you know? So of course they create the specific milestone and for each session where they need the helicopter, uh, they will uh, have this milestone retrieved automatically. To make sure that they're not about to kick off, you know, helicopter training and they take off and realize they're on an empty <laughs> that could be catastrophic. Yes, yes. To secure that, you're right. But it's also because it's a task of someone 
Yeah. And someone has to do, okay, what do I have to do? For example, let's say that someone has to, uh, you know, do, to, to prepare the room, you know? So I just click on room preparation and here is my to-do list. I'm in charge of that, you know, of preparing the room. I can zoom, you know, just on uh, one specific task like instructor confirmation. Okay, you have to confirm uh, uh, instructor for those three sessions. So it's more to ease the collaboration yeah. and christopher yeah it's better if you want to, to use a helicopter to to have uh, enough uh, 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 gas in the it's in good the if, it's good if you take off in a helicopter and it's fueled <laughs> up i know i prefer my helicopter to always be fueled up before i go anywhere <laughs> okay that um, sounds like an invitation will join you big and they're powered by batteries so i don't, I don't really <laughs> worry about that um, but okay. with that, so the other thing that comes to mind is that going back to my point earlier of not everyone outside of L&D understands the operational nature of things. And I've found in my career, I've spent a good amount of time educating other you know, business leaders and other stakeholders that I interact with what goes into some of the work that we do so that they understand that. Is that something that you could then, do you have clients that then use this to be able to help make the case for, hey, this is what we're doing, or use that to be a little more strategic than reactionary about the work that's being done in L&D? Because to me, I just look at this and go, this helps tell the story of, look at the complexity of what goes into what we do, so that when someone says, hey, can you do a training next week in France? And by the way, we need somebody with, who speaks you know, French, it's not just, oh yeah, sure. Let me call, you know, Stefan, and I'll send him over because I'm sure he's free right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you 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 have to rely on experts on that instead of relying on of on a process or or a system. You know, so maybe the expert is in vacation. The one who has the answer is maybe in vacation. So here you have the everybody uh, can can access immediately to the answer. Even if this person is not an expert, you know, so you don't need an expert. You just need someone who is here, who knows his job, and who is able to 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 uh, make the most of the resource. But all the answer will be there. Uh, we can be very precise on that, and we can give uh, precise information. And also, we can interact. We have also an instructor portal, uh, uh, and so we can interact in real time. And uh, we do a lot of innovation. Uh, for example, in the new version, they can self-assign themselves. So they will see, okay, Christopher, you have these skills, uh, uh, and you can speak those languages, and you are in this area. And automatically, the system will pre-populate to you a list of potential sessions that you could uh, um, uh, uh, deliver, uh, uh, you could facilitate, uh, and you could say, oh, okay, I'd like to do this one and this one, and you candidate. So it's it's so so more easy and it's a better way to engage the instructor instead of giving them a call or sending email and we are overwhelmed with those calls those email and you know it's better uh, to to have this instructor portal and strategically you know you can have visibility over where you were. Maybe I'm, I'm sharing that right now. Okay, for yeah. Austin, we have 80% of resource use. Like for uh, uh, New York, we have 94% of resource use. Think about it, 94% is maybe too, too important. Uh, uh, you know, using the resource at 94%, maybe there is a chance of, of burnout for, for, for an instructor. And maybe they are the best instructor. Uh, we see that in San Diego, they have plenty of time. So, you know, what's happening? Why? So you, you can take better decision. And the system is really here to help you make a good decision. Okay. 
Okay. So thinking about it really more operationally. And like you said, I mean, those are some key decisions that I, I saw it, right? I saw trainers burn out. They were on the road too much and maybe they had a lot of energy to do it in the beginning, but you start losing it um, over, over time. And if you don't have oversight to it, I, I like the fact, you know, one of the things you mentioned, and this is, this is not in it today, but it's something that's close, right? Is the ability for instructors to be able to interact and say, Hey, this is something that, you know, these are ones that make sense and match my profile. And I'm going to do that. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's okay. That's exactly that. We should okay. recruit you as the new head of marketing. <laughs> there you go. You describe well. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and I think the thing about that, is, oh, you were saying me. Yeah. Um, I, well, is because, well, and the reason I think that that's a valuable tool is going back to me reflecting on this. There were times where somebody maybe was available on the books, but they knew they had something they tentatively were doing. And then you'd say, hey, I've got this trip for you, or I need you to be here. And then you were going back and forth and back and forth of like, well, I can't. Now you got to find things versus empowering them to say, okay, I can, you know, I can figure that out on that. And I don't know if you can pull this up quickly, but one of the things I'm curious about is while the end user, the learner, isn't the audience of this, the instructor is kind of your end user. So what we were looking at, what you were sharing before was the administrative side of as an administrator, you know, how are you administrating this? As an end user, as an instructor, what's that experience like? You know, what do you, we talked earlier about how there's some opportunity to collaborate through the portal. Um, there's some other things that you can do. I'm just curious, what is that, what is that like? If I'm an instructor, how do I work with this? Yeah, th th that's a great question. And so, yes, we, we do not connect the learner. Um, yep. And there is a reason why, is that you already have 750 LMS uh, plus great learner, learner engagement platform, and yeah. we don't want to compete. This is not no. our mission. We need one additional LMS on this very crowded market. Uh, nobody, you know? So what is interesting is to bring value and nobody is doing what we do. So we really focus on connecting training scheduler, uh, 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 the, the, the team in charge of managing the training budget, and the instructor, as you say. And right now, for example, uh, uh, this, is the, this is the instructor portal. I can see all the tasks that are assigned to me. As an example, you know, sharing the client feedback, send the expenses. Well, it's red. It, it means I'm late. Uh, I can have visibility. Up the helicopter. I can't forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can see all my session by an helicopter view uh, with, uh, for example, uh, I see that, okay, I have this session uh, uh, to, uh, um, uh, to facilitate. I can access to all the logistic details where it's happening, when does it start. I can access to the, log the, the library of the last version of the document. You'll tell me it's easy. Yes, absolutely. You know, if you have full-time permanent instructor, it's going to be easy for them to have the last document, but if you have a lot of subject matter experts, external instructor, are we that sure that they have the last version of the document? Is it okay with all the tasks that, that have to be done? So we see some of the tasks are green, some are red, so it alerts the instructor, and they can also key in some information um, 
in order to manage the, their activity. Right now, I'm connected as a full-time permanent instructor, okay. you know? So uh, in this case, I would say, well, I'm not available. You know, I'm doing a new course design uh, for, I don't know, course XYZ uh, uh, on this particular date. And it's going to be in my agenda. Uh, but if I'm an, uh, a, a subject matter expert uh, here, I would be able to self-assign myself. So instead of giving you a call and, and ask, Christopher, would you be available? You know, you'll see automatically all the sessions that are pre-scheduled, okay. you know, and you can candidate, you know, in one click. Uh, and it is uh, really the communication. So we, we the different use cases that we have is that we think about any situation you know you have full-time permanent instructor you have subject matter experts they can be internal or external subject matter experts you train employees or extended enterprise in this case you know you want track when you train external audience you want track not only your cost your yeah. investment but maybe sometimes you charge back and you want to know if it's profitable so yeah. all those tasks are done in excel spreadsheet outlook it's very a lot of manual operation and uh, in order to do more and better with less it deserves a, a system like training orchestra okay no, that, you know, the one, the the last thing, and then I told you, I told you we were going to run out of time before we run <laughs> out of things to talk about. And everybody's always like, I don't know. And I always tell them we do. But the one thing, and then I'll, I'll do kind of the two minute wrap is the, the, what you mentioned there. And now I completely blanked on it. So I don't remember what I was going to say. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> is so, so let's, let's wrap this up because we're, we're getting to the top of the hour. And I think for those of you watching or those of you who may just be catching the end of this, you know, my takeaway from this, my biggest takeaway, and then I'll, I'll let you add on to that is, this is less about, right? And I think we need to avoid just to reiterate the whole is instructor led versus digital. I, I think that just needs to stop because the reality is and Pam, if you're still watching, I think your comment was perfect. Learning needs to happen and there's different techniques at different times. And I think that's a great, a great summary of mm -hmm. let's focus less on the this or that and say, what is the right tool for the job? And the reality is facilitator led is an important piece, but it's also a very complex and, you know, expensive can be very expensive component. And we don't always necessarily pay as much attention to that operational side of how do we make the most so we can do more and better with less. And just having a chance to see that, I think the operational nature, the ability to bring that together, to organize that, to help you make decisions based on data and, and real-time stuff and pull all that together is, is valuable for those of us who are doing that. And I think there's certainly a place for it. Like you said, it's, <laughs> it's the ocean. The ocean's not gonna dry up you know, regardless. Yeah. And so how do we make the most of it? But anything else in, in the last couple of minutes that you would add that maybe I didn't summarize or that you'd want to chime in on? I just want to say it, it's an exciting product. And, you know, when talking with, with potential new clients and when they see the functionality and they they talk about their pain points, I mean, the, there's smiles on their faces when, you know, when they see that that we could take away the pains that they have. Um, so that's a, from a sales standpoint, salesperson standpoint, it, it's it's pretty exciting product to be able to talk about and demonstrate. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and so, 
Oh no, no please. Sorry. <laughs> no, so maybe 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 a question that that we frequently have is you know the, the cost of this technology and of course you know the fact that we we manage six billion dollar of training every year with more than six hundred clients in in more than twenty countries helps you know to 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 invest a lot and uh, to to reduce the cost for clients but it, it costs what to be transparent ten percent of yeah. cost of a learning management system and you know the ret return on investment is big you know. Uh, optimizing the way you use the resource, tracking your budget is something that is really strategic and important. Uh, yeah. And so we based the, the 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 business model is based on the number of classes, the number of sessions that you organize. So um, you know it's a it's a it's a it's a very affordable technology that you can also deploy pretty right. fast. Well, and we talked about this before we came on, and I think we've hinted at it along the way that. Right, because of the operational nature of this, there is so much room for waste. Right, when you are doing it in these inefficient ways, and so there's a lot of money, a lot of time and money that's being spent on waste, and and pinching that tighter can actually do a lot for you. And it, it's not the fun, exciting front end stuff that I think sometimes we get caught up on, but it it really truly is critical. And I did remember what I was going to say, which is to get the most of it, though. For an organization, you know, I, I just looked at what you did with like the instructors and putting their things in. Right? People have to be using the system if they're not going in and putting this stuff right. I mean, that's that's an operational process that an organization has to prepare for is to say, hey, this is the system we're using. Right. We're putting things in and, and that's part of that implementation. So. I knew I'd remember. I knew I just at the moment forgot. Well, so. a lot of times they're trying to do those, but yeah. in, in a, the same things, but in a less efficient way. Right. And this just brings the efficiency. It brings it together. It's it's yeah, the it place it that together. they can do it, and it's you know from what I saw, it's an easy way to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So th thank you both, Stefan and Peter, for thank being here. So this was yeah. great. Thanks everybody for watching. Hey, you know if you, if you're doing instructor led stuff, tag, share, like someone in, um, because I think there is tremendous value in just thinking differently about these things. And uh, hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for your time, everybody. And have uh, well, I already said it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, everyone. Thanks so much, Christopher, for the invitation. Thank All you. Right. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye.